This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Five Star Zone with Rico Beard. Okay, so now we got a special edition of the Five Star Zone. We normally come to you weekly, but some news just kind of broke, and I want to touch upon it because a lot of people keep asking me what's going on. Now, first... We got Imani Bates. Imani Bates has decided that he's going to reclassify. And by reclassifying, that means he's going to be eligible for the 2021 season coming up. Now, he's got a couple of choices. First of all, we got to remember this. Imani Bates is young. He's 17. No matter what happens, he's not going to be eligible for the NBA draft for two seasons. You got to remember that, folks. He's got to spend two years either in college or two years in the G League or two years doing one year in college and one year in the G League. Those are all the options. There are a ton of options on the table. I think no one knows exactly what's going to happen. No one knows because they literally have said every option. They're going his, Him and his family are weighing every option out there to see what is going to be the best move for Imani Bates and, 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 and getting him to the NBA. The three schools that it's down to, it's Michigan State, they're back. You got Oregon, and you got Memphis. And then you also have the G League option. But once again, if he goes to the G League, he's going to have to stay in the G League for two years, not just one, not like you know what you saw with, with, uh, with uh, Jalen Green, where he could just pop in and pop right back out. Bates is going to be there for a while. Good news is, I think it's going to help him develop. I think it's going to help his game out a lot, playing with... Um, I think being able to play with people, being able to be coached, I think that's going to help his game out to get further tutelage, to not just have that voice, familiar voice of just his dad and the people around him being his coach. I think what you want to see is, you know, how he handles other type of coaching outside of that mix. Now, Penny Hardaway's at Memphis. Rasheed Wallace just came aboard as an assistant coach. You got, uh, I think, Larry Brown's a consultant with that team. They got a lot of NBA experience there. I can see Memphis being an option for this young man of going there and, and trying to see what can happen. Now, 
So far, I mean, Penny doesn't have that great of a track record of getting people prepared for the NBA, but it's one of the main options. Now, I also could see Oregon. Oregon, it's let's face it, it's the University of Nike. I don't think that Oregon's going to be the the case, at least of right now. And remember, guys, this is fluid. So if you're expecting me to say this is, I know exactly where Monty Bates is going, that's not going to happen. But with Oregon being the University of Nike, you would think that with the NIL coming out that he could go there and make a ton of money. But here's where you got to be careful. If Nike gives Amani Bates and kind of, you know, that sweetheart deal and breaks the bank, every other person that signs with them is going to say, what about my money? What about my deal? And I think Oregon could be opening up a Pandora's box if they team up with Nike. Now, he can still get NIL, but you almost got to be careful because if not, you're simply saying by going to Oregon, you got a pipeline into Nike. Yeah, I know you do but I guess you don't want to be so obvious about it. The other is Michigan State. He's from here. He's already committed to Michigan State. He knows Tom Izzo. He knows the staff. Heck, Michigan State's been recruiting this kid, I think, since seventh, eighth grade. So they know – no, actually, I think it goes back to sixth grade. So they know all about him. He knows all about them. They have the relationship. Now, he ended up decommitting because Bates wanted to explore other options. Bates wanted to see what else was out there. And I think he's kind of taken a, a survey. He surveyed the land. He thought about the G League, and I think the G League is still on the table. He can go to the G League, make some money right now playing for Team Ignite, and probably get uh, six figures for the next two years before he's ready to be going off to the NBA. Now, I think what may end up happening, my opinion I think you may see a split. I think you're going to see a split where he goes to a college for one year and then he goes to the G League for one year. Here's the problem. He's got about three, four weeks to get this thing done if he's going to go to college. So this is going to move quickly because he has to be able to get enrolled. That's the big thing. Trust me. Everybody held the table. Everybody held a seat for him at the table. Everybody kept the scholarship available just in case. Now, at MSU, some of his good friends are on the team. Gay Brown, he's on the team. So that's somebody that, that can help us out. Marcus Bingham, another good friend of his, he's on the team. I guess the bigger question is, you know, everybody heard about what happened with Jay Nakins. Have they patched that thing up? You know, is that going to be a factor in him going? Now, I, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal because, let's face it, kids are kids, man. Kids fight, kids get into arguments. I got into some of the biggest fights with my best friends, and we are still great friends to this day when I was their age. It happens. I think adults made way too much out of this. Adults made it seem like it was the Hatfields and McCoys. Man, kids get over stuff, and they get over stuff quickly. Say whatever, say you're sorry, give each other a pound or a handshake, and you move on. And and, and then life can just be okay. Now, like I said, Michigan State has that existing relationship. I would not be shocked if they end up back with Bates this fall. I, as of now, I don't know. And we'll keep, we'll keep an eye on this. We'll monitor this. But I do think that he's going to end up probably picking a college and then taking 
one year in college and one year in the pros, or at least the G League. That's just where I see it as of right now. Now, the other big piece of news that just came out is Bill Beekman, Michigan State Athletic Director, has stepped down. And I think for the time, Beekman was the right man for the job because this was right after Larry Nassar. This was right after all the stuff that went down. The Michigan State's name was bad. You didn't know who was connected with who. You didn't know who knew what. But the one thing that everybody could agree upon, Bill Beekman really didn't have anything to do with anything. He was the safe pick. He was the kind of vanilla pick. And that's not to say that he was a a bad uh, AD because under him, you know, he was the guy that spearheaded going out there and bringing in Mel Tucker. He did his job. Bill Beekman just didn't like the limelight. He stayed in the shadows. That was his thing. So when I say vanilla, please don't take it as, oh, well, he didn't do anything because he did a lot. But I think I say that because at the time, Michigan State needed a little bit of vanilla. They needed somebody that people would like, but they also needed somebody that no one knew who he was out of the spotlight. They needed the anti-Mark Hollis is what they needed. Just somebody who would come in here, patch this thing up, and get it ready for the next person. So one name you want to watch out for is is Associate Athletic Director Alan Haller. He's been at Michigan State for a long time. Former football player. Probably should have got the job the first time around. But as I stated, you needed Bill Beekman. And he just kind of, you know, he was a a, a guy that, you know, was a low-profile person. But I think Alan Haller, he was also involved with getting Mel Tucker into Michigan State to become the next head coach. So that's a name you definitely want to look out. Now, they may go outside the university, which is fine, but I think that they they may already have their next athletic director sitting right there. Bill Beekman, well, (laughs) this is a man that will – he's going to be an MSU lifer. His new job, vice president and director of intercollegiate athletics at MSU. So they just created this new position for him. So that news has just broke. So – As I stated, when stuff happens, I'll jump in and I'll give you an abbreviated five-star zone podcast. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Evan and I will be back next week.